Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Hi, I'm Rob Schneider. And I'm Kevin David Thomas. And it's Throwback Thursday. It's that time of the week again, everybody. It is. It's a happy Throwback Thursday. Well, it's, it is going to be a happy Throwback Thursday. With a little sadness. Because today, um, our favorite thing is a person that Kevin and I are both going to celebrate you see yesterday um we were recording a couple of interviews and while we were sitting there an alert came through that somebody that we had wanted for the podcast had passed away um and someone that even had called i believe you kevin a couple of weeks ago yeah like like it was a month ago uh and i i got the the voicemail called back left a message um and it was like because we worked together i mean of course we're talking about gary beach um, and I literally, I keep the phone messages on my phone to remind me to, to call back again, you know, cause we were going to use him for the next round. And in the message, I cause Gary and I did lay Miz together, full disclosure, 10 years ago in the, the first revival in 2006, he was Tenardier. I was Jolie. Um, and, um, more about that later, but he, he, I would called him to remind him that we were pals and, um, would he like to be on the show? And he called back this amazing message and he's like, Kevin, of course I remember you. That was, I would love to talk about my career. It'd be so much fun. And I called back, um, and left a message saying, Hey, well, look at you for the next round later this summer. Um, can't wait. And so I left anyway. Yes. So I opened my phone and there's his name there waiting, you know, to be called back. And we see the news that he passed. Which uh, was, you know, from our end was totally unexpected. And I think it was also yeah. totally unexpected from other people's ends. When we first started this podcast, Gary was on the top of both of our lists. Yeah. Um, he was someone that we really, really wanted to speak to. Um, and, you know, it, he was only 70, which I still consider to be not an old man by any means whatsoever. Um, you know, and it's sort of the same. When, when we had George S. Irving on and George passed a few months later... Well, it's very sad. You kind of expected he was in, you know, he was really, really up there. But when Rick McKay died, uh, who we had oh. as a guest, it just kind of, it just came unexpectedly. And this also yeah. came unexpectedly. We kept thinking, oh, we got plenty of time to get yeah. Gary's story. Um, but the fact that he was just waiting for a date and was so amenable to us, it's 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 just it's it makes it even sadder on our end because Gary's career was really, really incredible. Extensive. Um, 
he was a career actor, you know, Rob? Like, he didn't do tons of movies. He did, of course, the producer's movie, but he wasn't known as a movie or even a TV star, but he was a career Broadway musical theater actor uh, who really didn't get famous until he was well into his 40s. I mean, as far as, you know, national musical theater fame or whatever, when he got nominated for a Tony Award for Beauty and the Beast in 94. But before that, he was working his entire life just hustling just just doing the just doing the career that you do and then finally getting recognition for it all those decades later yeah and you know it's so funny i think i was reading a quote from him where he said you know i've been in shows that lasted one night and he's been in some shows that have been like you know the hugest juggernauts that were on broadway so you know um his first broadway credit was he was a replacement for in 1776 the original right um and then the next time we didn't see him on broadway was until something's afoot which is a really <laughs> funny musical that doesn't get done all that much. Um, no. It's, an, it's a spoof on Agatha Christie murder mysteries, but right. the set is very complicated. So I think that's why it doesn't get done too often. But if you're a community theater, original theater that's got money, take a look at Something's Afoot. He and was, oh, go ahead. I, there is a recording of it, I think, as well, isn't there? Or is it I've, like an off-the-record recording? I, I can't think, remember. I think it's an off-the-record one. I don't think they ever gotcha. made an official cast recording. I ah, wish they had done I gotcha. so. Um, okay. And then he was a replacement in Annie. The one, yes, sh- yeah, he, was he, uh, well, he used to tell me about this. Yeah, so when I was in Les Mis, uh, sorry to interrupt you. No, but, tell me. Uh, he w- so I would, you know, when you do shows, uh, you think that everyone in the cast <laughs> is like you, and that they're a big Broadway fan, even while you're doing a Broadway show. Uh, unfortunately, uh, that is not the case. Uh, in Les Mis, with a cast of thirty-five, I was, I was like the only Broadway nerd in the cast. Everyone else is, does fantasy football, which I do as well, but not everyone wants to talk about the Mooney Shapiro songbook, which was another credit of Gary's. But um, but Rob and I love to talk about that kind of stuff. Well, the only other person in the cast that loved to talk about musical theater was Gary. So we're the only two people in the cast who do it, but also love to talk about it. So I would go to his dressing room in the, in the Broadhurst Theater. There's two star dressing rooms in the basement, and that's where I changed as well. So I would go hang out in his dressing room the two minutes that we ever had downtime in that show he always had c-span on because he was a he loved politics um but he also would have like the kennedy centers on or whatever and i would just sit on his couch and he would tell me all about his old glory days and all you know well, he was living his glory days in that moment but you know just his old you know what he used to do before and i he, being a young person who was interested i think he he liked that he told me that he was one of the first replacements he was the, one of the first replacements in annie you know, he took over for rooster in that original production i think just like a year into the into the uh production so he played opposite Dorothy Loud, and he tell me amazing stories about how crazy she was and how fun she was and just her energy on stage that she was the best um, Miss Hannigan. Like, there was no one better than Dorothy Loudard in that role when he got to play it with her. There's a great clip, incidentally, on YouTube of uh, Gary doing Easy Street in 1980, so a couple of years later after it opened, but with Rita Rudner and Betty Hutton. <laughs> now what? I mean, Betty Hutton as Miss Hannigan. Okay, Sure. Rita Rudner as as Lily or uh, not uh, uh, Lily St. Uh, Regis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Named after so, the hotel. Oh my gosh! So, so anyway, so that yeah, I just love that. Uh, also, in between, right around this time in the early '80s, a lot of people forget that Gary was on the national tour of Legends, the play with Mary Martin oh. and Carol Channing. So I remember we were in sitting in his dressing room and he was telling me about this this play, and I was like, this sounds 
this sounds crazy. How come I've never heard of this before? I was, I was new. I was new back to then to the history. Uh, and he said, Kevin, there's a book you have to read called Diary of a Mad Playwright by James Kirkwood, the guy who wrote Course Line, um, who chronicles the whole tour. I've, it's been a favorite thing. We've talked about it before. And I read the book. I came back in and I was like, Gary, this is insane that these things happen. All of this drama happened on this tour. Was it really that bad? And he looked at me, he's like, Kevin, it was worse. It was crazier than what the book says. Sorry, you keep going. You keep going. You, this is, I, I was like, <laughs> I was like it's, it's so funny. Um, I remember reading Legends. Uh, I read the play before I read the book. And I was like, what is this? Right. And I kept, and I, re, I did research, and everyone kept saying the one bright spot is Gary Beach. Not Carol Channing, not Mary Martin, but, yes. Ga- but Gary Beach. And I'm like, who is this? What, what is this? Like, what is this? And then somehow I got a copy of a bootleg what? of Legends. Yeah. I have a oh, bootleg of Legends. And I, pl- yeah. of course, of course, you're always, you are always welcomed over to my home. Hey. Because I have never been welcomed over to your home. Okay, all right, all right. I live in Astoria. It's a little bit of a schlep for you. That's It'll true. happen, Rob. That is true. It will happen. That it is true. Happen. I think okay, you, you have invited. <laughs> I just have chosen not to go. I, I don't like going to Astoria. That's a whole other story. No offense to people who live in Astoria. Anyway, um, you know, when you read the script of Legends, you read some of Gary Beach's lines. First of all, you read anybody's lines. You read Gary Beach's lines, and you go, this isn't funny. Like, how do you make this funny? It's, it's, it sounds like it's supposed to be funny. It's not funny. Watching his performance on this bootleg is like a master class in comedy. Mm. It is so brilliant. And you're, what you watch is an actor who, I don't know if he knew he had bad material, but pretended that what he was performing was like Neil Simon or Fido. <laughs> uh, he, he performed it with the, as if he had been handed a gift from the comedy gods. Um, <laughs> while you watch Carol Channing and Mary Martin, who are literally, I think, eye-rolling their way through the entire show. It, 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 please go back, everybody, and, and either listen to our favorite things from like two years ago where we talk about Diary of a Mad Playwright, or just go out and read the book again. And it is, it is one of the best accounts of what it is to be in a Broadway tour and with two stars and how two stars can really... Um, have some little friction, you might say, especially if they're two aging stars. Uh, it is, we're talking about hearing devices in their ears. Yes. Um, you know, they, they have two completely different methods of working together. And it's all been chronicled by the, the playwright who was watching it all. I mean, of course, it's his point of view. But still, you, you get a real great sense. And to hear from Gary, who was in it, to say, yeah, no, it re- that he was right. Every single thing that he wrote in that book is exactly how I see it, except it was actually worse. <laughs> That's oh God bless him. But go, watch watch Gary's performance. So Gary suffered through things like that. He suffered through like the one performance, Munisha's Piro's songbook. He suffered through Doonesbury, and then in 1994, he got something that finally showed off his incredible talents, and that is Lumiere in Beauty it, and the Beast. And he waited 10 years for that, right? So like yeah. he was well into his 40s and, uh, and, and and when Beauty and the Beast came along and he was of course working in Summerstock doing Man of La Mancha with Richard Kiley at you know random Summerstock places in the 80s. Um, and I just it amazes me as an actor thinking that you know you're on Broadway and then you wait 10 years and you're still working away and then you come back again only to make a bigger star turn than you ever had before. Yes, Lumiere, Beauty and the Beast. Amazing. Was, was he um you said he had a Richard Kiley story? 
Well, just that he, uh, <laughs> I, I remember telling him that Richard Kiley was, as everyone I think that listens a lot knows that I, I love Richard Kiley. He's, he's been a favorite thing. His rendition of uh, They Call the Wind Mariah in a, in a concert uh, is one of my favorite renditions ever of that song. Um, and I, I just love his work. Not only in, uh, he was Don Quixote in Man of La Mancha, of course, but he was also in No Strings and Kismet. And he's just had a vast career. And I just love I just love how he sings. I just think he's a great singing actor. Uh, and so Gary, knowing that, said, oh, my gosh, well, I did. I was, you know, Sancho in Man of La Mancha many, many times with him. Uh, and uh, he was great. But he said the only problem was that <laughs> later on in his career, when we did it, Kylie had just some some trouble finding the right notes sometimes that um, that <laughs> he was always a little adventurous. And you never knew quite if he was going to hit that note all the way in Impossible Dream. But his passion was so, um, so like visceral that it didn't matter that he was still going for it. He was so charming, but that towards the end, it was a little rough around the edges. Hot, <laughs> he hot. said it all with a joke. Yeah. Um, but I just love that he, that was my first time, I guess, Rob, because uh, now we talked to all these legends and it's, uh, we get to live it out every single interview, hearing all of these stories from the 1960s and 70s. Gary was the first person that I ever talked to that opened up that world to me, uh, that, that that connected me to Richard Kiley by one person removed. I mean, this is like yes. totally nerdy to say, but it was the first time that I ever had that that connection um, with the past that I had read about and listened to for so many years. Um, and he sort of well, took me behind the curtain, if you will. <laughs> um, yeah, I did that. Yep, I'm working on my dad humor. I'm not going to be a father yet, but I'm just practicing now. Um, so, so yeah, uh, it, uh, he just he opened up that world to me, and I think that really uh, led the way to, you know, 15 years later, 10 years later, here we are, you know, continuing that sort of legacy that was started, I guess, by Gary. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, my gosh. I remember uh, this This was the first time I ever saw Gary Beach on stage. And it actually had his impression that he made to me off stage is more important than the impression that he made to me on stage. When I was a kid, uh, Beauty and the Beast uh, opened at the Schubert Theater in Los Angeles um, for a sit-down. And, Gar and it was a lot of the original cast uh, yep. with Gary coming out to play Lumiere. And I, I might I, 11, 12, maybe it was 11 or 12, I don't remember. Um, and after the show, it was on a school field trip. So, like, the whole place was filled with school kids. And at the end, there was going to be a talkback. A talkback with the actors. Classic. And the show ended, and all the kids are sitting there. And every single actor came out and like trudged on stage and looked like they would rather be anywhere but there. 
I think wow. Tom, I think like Tom Bosley was there looking like why am I not in Beverly Hills hat playing tennis? Um, <laughs> Cabot Cove, Maine. You know, wear, wearing those dumbass fucking sunglasses that people oh. wear where they're tinted. You know the eyeglasses that are like have that yellow tint to them. Yeah, yeah, the old people glasses. Yeah, the old. And he's sitting there chewing gum. And every and anybody was there, they're just like sitting there like why am I doing this? And then Gary came on stage, and Gary had worked the hardest that evening. So not gonna lie, Gary worked yep. the hardest that evening. And it yep. wasn't—I'm sorry, it wasn't even—it was an afternoon. It was a matinee, and they had a show that night. Gary comes bounding out on the stage with a big smile on his face and waves to the kids and sat there. And I think he answered most of the questions, even when the questions had nothing to do with Lumiere. Like they would throw in—they would somebody would ask a question to like you know the Beast, and I forget who was playing the Beast, but it was just like, I don't know, yeah, whatever. And Gary would like jump in to try to keep the ball up in the air, and I'll never forget that because I was like, "Who is this man?" Like right. even at eleven or twelve, I was like, "This is a, such a kind man." So that's when I went home and looked up his name in the playbill, and then I think I went through like every theater world I had owned, or like the theater worlds the library. <laughs> Seriously, that the library yeah, you had, did. Of course and you I would did. just like look up his name to see like what are the things he had done. But I'll never forget how. Uh, kind he was to a whole like I mean this place was packed with school children and everyone on that stage looked miserable except him uh, and I just thought yes I, no I just thought I, that that impression stayed with me forever and ever and ever and that's exactly what it was like to work with him uh, he was the kindest most open um, generous uh, there was, you know, I never saw a dark side to him. He, he was going through, a, he went through hip surgery when we were doing Les Mis. So he left the show for six weeks or eight weeks. Chip Zion came in and Gary was right back there in again, you know, and he was in pain and all that. Nope, still going, still working. And Tenardier is not no. a, uh, a, a a chill role. I mean, the Gary always was doing the hardest, most aggressive roles in all of the shows he did in his later career. It's just insane. Um, but he always took it with like Huspa. I mean, he just went right for it. He was just such a hard Hard, hard worker. Oh, absolutely. And just to, two more Gary things, really, really quickly. Please. If that's okay, before we, we you know, we, we celebrate him even more, which is, you know, I am so happy that when they made the movie of the producers, that they let him and Roger Bard stay in and do those roles. Because do you know how easy it could have been for them oh. to, to be like, hey, what's Elton John doing? Or, yep. hey, does Mike Myers want to come in and do this? Yeah. Like, it would have been so easy to replace this guy who had really no movie or television credits. He no. really, I mean, he really didn't. No. Um, to, to come in and do that, but to be like, no, we're using Gary and we're using Roger is right. just f- incredible to me. And thank God that performance was preserved because I'm going to be honest with you. I think he's the funniest part of the producers, period. I agree. I think he's funnier than anybody else. When I saw it originally, as brilliant as everybody was, Gary was head and shoulders above everyone I thought in terms of comic timing, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and that's not, not, that's nothing to, you know, it's not disparaging Nathan Lane or Matthew Broderick or anybody else, but there was something about Gary cause he was so brilliant and so over the top, but the man never pushed. He never pushed. The audience came to him and ate him up with a spoon and he was so funny. And just one more thing in kindness, I saw the Lacage revival, which this is why I wanted to talk to Gary more um, than anything. 2005, because, yeah. 2005. Because if you remember, there was some drama. Uh, yeah. Which I, nobody knows exactly. 
Robert Goulet, wasn't well, he? Well, no, but originally it was Daniel Davies from yes. The Nanny who was playing the George role. And right. so, uh, something happened, and, and he got fired, slash quit, slash question mark. Yeah. And so in order to, like, save the day, this was smart, the producers brought in a big star to help augment the fact that they had lost Daniel Davies, and they brought in Robert Goulet, my favorite. And I saw, I was in New York, and I saw, I think it was the first night Robert Goulet was in the show. What? You I, did? I, I'm pretty sure it was Robert Goulet's first night in the show. He looked so... He was good most of the time, but there were a lot of times oh. where he just looked genuinely confused. And thank God Gary was there, because Gary would, like, guide him around the stage, or you could tell, like, subtly prompting him yes. on a line. And I think there was one point where I think Robert Goulet was singing, and I think he got off. And Gary just started singing with him. And I know the show like backwards and forwards. And I'm like, oh, Alban doesn't sing in this part. But it was to help, I think, Robert get back on track. Classy. But my, classy favorite, my favorite Bob Goulet moment in all of this, and I think I mentioned this <laughs> before, and it was something Gary was doing. Bob, I think, was just, well, Bob, like I know him personally. <laughs> uh, you don't know me. Bobby. Uh, Bobby. Um, Robert. <laughs> There were things that, like, Gary Beach would do on stage that were really funny. And instead of staying in character, Robert Goulet, like, looked out at the audience and laughed and pointed to, like, <laughs> Gary Beach. Like, isn't he funny? Like, it's like, a club act. Like, like it's a club act. And I'm like, no, 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 man. Like you're, like, you're playing a character. Like, you can't. You have to Stay actually. You, you don't Stay know we're it. here. You don't know we're here. Pretend we're not here. Um <laughs> But but Gary Beach was so kind, and I just I think that's the one thing that just radiated from this guy was not only was he a brilliant talent, there was just this warmth about him. And yes. for somebody like me who only got to know him sitting in the audience as an appreciative audience member, and somebody like you who got to work with him intimately, I think the warmth and the kindness is the one consistency we have between both of our worlds. If that's well, right. Well, well said, Rob. Really, really well said. So today's favorite thing is something that Kevin and I both share. It's the wonderful Gary Beach, who we lost way too soon. Way um, too soon. We're sending our love and our thoughts to his husband, Jeff. Oh, yeah. Yes, Jeff, Jeff Barnett, yeah. Well, we send love to, to him. And, and go out and check out a YouTube clip or listen to a cast recording with him uh, just to celebrate Gary today or this week sometime. Just, just give it a listen and uh, say a little thank you to him. All right, Gary. We'll see you on the other side. That's right. Thanks for everything you gave us. Yes, thank you, Gary. Till next time. Bye, everybody. Is it done? Are they gone? Am I alone? I am alone. It's done. They're gone. I am a genius. Charles, you're an unadulterated genius. You are indisputably extraordinary. What was that? Not a thing. You're a fool. You are alone. Careful, mustn't get excited, mustn't overdo it softly. Tiptoe, you'll get used to it in no time. Look at it, beautiful. What a place to live, what a place to write. I shall be inspired, I shall turn on elegies and sonnets, verses by the ton. At last I have a home and nobody will know. No one in the world, nobody will know I'm here. I am free, I am free. Good 
goodbye, my friends, and good riddance. Pardon while I disappear. Come see me soon in my hideaway. If you can find me, I'm here. Farewell, you blood-sucking landlords, pouring your threats in my ear. Good luck forever to you and yours. If you can find me, I'm here. And I'll stay cozily hiding by day. During the day, I'll reside, waiting till you go Spoilers of beauty ruin another career. When you wake up with one genius less, if you can find me, I'm Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? 
In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.